Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unqualified Huddle with Sham and Shan, with no Simon here. That's why you're hearing my voice today. How are you doing, Sham? I'm good. I could be, uh, well, if it was Simon, unfortunately, he would be doing worse than I am right now. The guy can't speak without coughing. He's got the dreaded COVID, finally. Um, you finally hit him. It's not trendy at this point in time, but it's finally caught up to him. Yeah, I mean, do do not worry, listeners. He's in he's in good spirits. He'll be back in no time. But right now, he can't speak without coughing. So you don't want that in your ears. It's also it's, the first week of bye weeks. That's crazy, right? Detroit, Houston, Vegas, Tennessee. I'm not a fan. Like we're already in the full swing of things, and I'm already imagining playoffs because once the bye weeks hit, you you realize this isn't the start of the season. This is this is in full swing. Yes, yeah, week six of 18. I'm kind of like getting nervous now with how my Jags are playing, trending. I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the best I've done for a while. So uh, it's, all, it's all good for Jacks, Jacksville Jaguar Nation, if that's what you guys call yourselves. Let, let's get straight into the games. Let's get straight into the. There's one match above all I think both of us are interested in. Am I right or am I right? Well, depends where you're going with this. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, of course. Well, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Ravens, Giants, two winning teams. Wing Martindale revenge game, but no, you, you've you've gone for the biggest game of the weekend, and that's Buffalo Chiefs, two of the AFC um, contenders at the start of the season. By far, the two uh, biggest teams in the last couple of years. Josh Allen, Mahomes, who's the better quarterback? The stories write themselves. We're, we're we're in for another disappointing game, aren't we? Like Thursday night football was. Oof, uh, oh, please don't say that. Those those two Thursday night football games, when you thought Colts and Broncos couldn't get any worse, Washington, Carson Wentz and Justin Fields said, hold my drink, here we are. But we tend to overblow how, how big of an impact um, or storyline the quarterbacks have. But I think this matchup is purely down to the quarterbacks. Uh, and this will be an offensive showcase, and I'm really looking forward to it. Kansas City... I don't want to say struggled against the Raiders, but it was quite kind of close at the end. Um, and the Bills have had their struggles as well, despite being 4-1. and one. So I think this will be a shootout, and I wouldn't be surprised if whoever gets the ball last can drive down the field and, and win the game. Yeah, both 4-1 and one teams. I'm intrigued to see if the Bills can get their offense rolling. Same with the Chiefs, that both of them have looked a bit off. Outside of Bills last week against, obviously, the Steelers. But that's the Steelers, and the Steelers aren't who they were. Um, but the Chiefs as well, like, Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't been the number one. We personally didn't think he was the guy. And it's he's had a lot of targets, and he's not doing anything. Thinking the Chiefs are having to get creators, whereas the Bills have a lot of offensive firepower, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, and they will deliver. Right now, the Chiefs are just Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. I mean, that works when you can get four touchdowns yourself. That's what Kelsey did last week against the Raiders. The Bills, like I said, they can pick, pick their poison every single week. Gabe Davis had a monster week after a few quiet weeks after his opening uh, opening game. Uh, but And Singletree as well. Let's talk about the running game. Because the Bills, we all like Singletree. But they don't seem to like Singletree. While on the Kansas City Chiefs, we don't like the running backs. Andy Reid doesn't like the running backs, but somehow they keep scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, 
And this is where I'm very much worried, though, if I'm the, the Chiefs, because the Bills will be thinking, OK, all we have to do is take Kelsey out. Everyone else, man on man, will win that show. Easier said than done. Yeah, easier said than done, because the Chiefs will get creative. But whereas the Chiefs, on the other hand, their def- defensive side of the ball, they're going to have to worry about a lot of threats for Buffalo. Because even if Buffalo wanted to just give Singletree the ball, he can do damage. They won't, but they've got enough players who can they spread the ball out to. Tight end is the only worry where Dawson Knox has been injured. Uh, the second tight end's also been injured. So it, it's, it's probably the uh, one area where Buffalo is struggling right now, just with health. Um, they need Dawson Knox back soon, but until then, they've got enough weaponry. Uh, and that's what, that's what, if you're going for predictions, that's what I'm going for here. Give me the the uh, talent on the Bills' as receiving core. The Bills are a, a more talented team overall, but I'm going to go with Kansas City because even as good as Josh Allen is and is a top three, definitely, uh, quarterback MVP uh, front runner. I want to go with Patrick Mahomes because I think he's, um, the the shine has come off the Chiefs recently, but I think that they're, they're getting in their stride and that win against a division rival last week would have helped. Yeah, and don't forget, you're the only one who's picking the Chiefs here because Simon has gone, also gone for the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the easy choices. So uh, these two teams, by the way, uh, your boy, your favourite ever player maybe, uh, I don't know if I'm right in saying that, but Maurice Jones-Drew wrote an article on NFL.com speculating where Christian McCaffrey, after the firing of Matt Rule, where he can go if if the Panthers want to stockpile picks because they don't have many next year. Four if, they trade total, him, believe, yeah. if they trade him, he predicted Buffalo and Kansas City as, as two of the destinations. The other two being Tampa Bay and Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think about that? I like all those situations for him. I think especially the Chiefs um, and how they use their weapons. I would like to see... I'd, my only worry is if he goes to the Chiefs at, or the Bills, would they use him enough? I'd hope so. Um, but I think both... Any of these two teams that uh, should go all guns blazing and give up as much as they can to get this guy. He just fits their systems really well. He can receive the ball really, really well. He can run routes from the backfield. He can run, obviously... Um, which could be the missing ingredients for these two teams. These two are probably the worst out of the contenders with their running back situation. Yeah, well, I, I disagree on all these teams being great because I think Tampa Bay and Philadelphia Eagles, they don't need him. Tampa Bay have Leonard Fournette and they drafted Rashad White, who's a pass-catching specialist. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they lean less on their run than any of these four teams. And I think the run ends with... Jalen Hurts there. But I like the idea of McCaffrey going to either Buffalo and Kansas City as a Super Bowl push. I think if you're like fancy... In, sorry, go ahead. I like him in Tampa, but Tampa won't get him because it's in division, so that's never going to happen. It's true. Um, it's n- you can't give you the face of your franchise to a division rival, and that that's just a no-go. If I'm the Panthers, I keep him. But in the unlikely scenario where they do trade him, it should be to the AFC, and that's where the Chiefs and the Bills should be licking their... Yeah, I think if you're a fantasy owner, you don't mind him staying in Carolina just because it's been so productive for you every single year. Uh, but moving on, I'll let you pick a game. Baltimore Giants, right? <laughs> I mentioned it at the top of the show, like Wink Martindale revenge game. Like these Giants are playing way better than any of us saw. 
how they played against the Green Bay Packers in London was incredible. They looked like the better team. No. Ryan Dables, like no, they didn't look incredible. They they look they know what they have and they are working with what they have. That's what you want to see as a, a fan of the Giants. Like they're making their talent work. Saquon Barkley looks like prime Saquon Barkley again. But as an NFL fan, not as a Giants fan, the Giants are not incredible to watch. They they did what they had to do against uh, a Green Bay Packers team, which were below par. Yeah, and I think against the Ravens, they're going to get found out. No, because I, I don't think the Ravens necessarily have... the. I mean, they do have the run game and they're willing to use it, obviously. Competitive, but I don't think the Giants fear anyone. You just beat Aaron Rodgers, and now you're just up against Lamar, a different kind of MVP. But I don't think the Giants are going to be fearing the Ravens. They by any stretch of man. I think the Ravens might be fearing the Giants and Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale will know how to prepare his team against um, Lamar Jackson, whereas Lamar would obviously know what Wink's tendencies are. But his up, they've gone against each essentially each other in practice week in week out. I think this game could be a uh, a close one. We've all picked the Ravens here, but I don't think it's going to be a runaway game. It's a runaway game. It's a lock. All right. Is that what you're saying? I'm going to hold you to account on this uh, in our next podcast. If it is, uh, if it isn't, sorry. If, if I could wager all my week's picks on this game, I would be happy to do it. Yeah, for, for me, it's not even oh. close. I want to talk about Dallas and Philadelphia. We talked a bit about it uh, in our last episode. This NFC East, the Simon Cordes is turning into the NFC Beast. Are the Cowboys going to get found out against the Eagles with Cooper Rush, who's undefeated? I, I think so. Unfortunately, I think the Cowboys have done the best they could have. And I honestly think they're playing better than anyone would have thought, similar to the Giants in a way. The NFC Beast has lived up to that billing and I think they're playing really good complementary football but I don't think you'll be able to do that against the Philadelphia team which will make you try and play realistically from the the pocket I don't think the Cowboys will uh, be within two touchdowns or with them in half time because I think Philadelphia like they do always have this season start off hot and I think they'll do that and then the, the, the Cowboys trying to overcome that I don't see that happening with the wave of pass rush that Philly brings Cooper Rush, this is the game that's going to be challenged with the most by far. Yeah, but I, I think Philadelphia, that, that streak, that golden streak that they had at the start of the year, they're still undefeated, but they don't look bulletproof anymore. They struggled to get past Arizona. And I'm worried. I'm not worried about them this game. And looking at the schedule, to be honest, there's, there's not that many worrying games. But I don't think that they're an NFL powerhouse like the Chiefs, the Ravens or the Bills are now. Well, these Cowboys players have got confidence. Jason Peters took jabs at Eagles fans. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but you've also had Micah Parsons, I believe, saying the Eagles, he can't give the Eagles the best team because they haven't faced the Cowboys. Now, no one in their right mind thinks the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. Besides, but I like the confidence. Fans. I mean, yeah, and, and the players. I mean, I like the confidence. These guys are good players. But it's interesting. There's always some sort of off-the-field things with these two teams when they go at each other. That's what makes it fun. We've seen this game on national TV so many times. It'll be another national TV game. But actually, this one is deserved. And I think well, that's why we brought it up in our picks, right? Or, sorry, uh, discussion points. 
Yeah, and, and this division is actually one of the most exciting to watch as well because they're, they're quite complete teams offense and defense and they're quite explosive when they need to be. All right, the next game, I'm going to take us all the way to... Where am I going to go? I'm going to go, really, to the Cardinal Seahawks. Really? Yeah. I, I know we didn't think well, this is one of the games that might be you know intriguing at the start of the year we probably thought these two teams would be the bottom of the division is it the geno smith factor it is a geno smith factor surely we give him his props now like the guy hasn't been just the guy he's been absolutely freaking dominant it, it, it seems like he's just going to fall off but it's not really and i think this weekend is it is it a call of duty weekend i thought that was last week that's why kyla lost right well maybe it was, it was a pre-release i'm not quite sure call of duty Double XP um, is it? Quality, well, hold up, listeners. Where we are googling these things. I mean, but Kyler, like, he, I've got a feeling that this is where Cliff Kingsbury's job. You know, if he doesn't win this type of games against a Seahawks team that are going through development, and a lot of people have lost to the Seahawks this season, and Geno Smith in particular doesn't look like a, a clipboard holder or a replacement. Yeah, the, but Arizona will demand a win here uh, against Seattle. And I can tell you that as a Cardinals fan, this is a must win. But the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 release time uh, is October 28th, which is actually in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but October 20th. Okay, well, maybe we're good. Maybe we're good. Maybe some diehard Call of Duty fan will tell us if there's a pre-release. But maybe Kyler's, Kyler's escaped this one. And it's it's kind of damning that at this point in the season, we're saying that Kyler Murray might not be the best quarterback in this matchup. Yeah, it's worrying. It's worrying. Because from a talent point of view, he's got everything there. From a coaching uh, preparation, we don't know. The roster isn't very good, unfortunately. that They're not there. There's no chemistry, I feel. They are a team missing DeAndre Hopkins. Him with Marquise Brown would be really good right now. And Marquise Brown, I believe, is third in the NFL in targets right now. Like, that is not something we thought would happen. We know he's by far their number one while DD hops out. But how he's being able to be that go-to guy and be number three in the entire NFL, whilst his Cardinal team looks really sluggish and streaky, is really impressive. He's a bona fide number one receiver right now. Obviously, that that should change after the week once DeAndre Hopkins comes back. And that's why, again, I think this is a must-win game. They can carry some momentum. Uh, being 500, if Hopkins come back, uh, they can probably think about maybe challenging for a wild card. Or in this, in this division, yes, the 49ers look great, but they're only 3-2. and two, So the division's still still there to be won. Yeah, which, which team are you predicting here? I have to go Arizona. I'm not picking Geno Smith. Well, if you've gone for the Cardinals, so have I. I'm trying to think this this is a game they need to win. And Simon, by the way, has gone for the... He's the only guy out of us, us three have gone for the Seahawks this week, which is really interesting. He's going for the Geno um, Smith love again. He's been a big Geno Smith fan this season, um, really since week one. Um, so, yeah, give it and- to... Yeah, it's a yeah. two-one Cardinals in the prediction. Yeah, I, I can't blame Simon for picking Gina. Um, I, I don't even know what the odds are, but it, it should be a close one in Seattle. Uh, any of the games? I'm, I'm looking around. There are some 
close games. I'm looking at Bengals, New Orleans, Minnesota, Miami, even Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Uh, there are quite a few close ones. I'll, I'll... I'm I'm thinking Vikings, Dolphins, really. I mean, there's no two of this, Skyler Thompson. And it was interesting watching Mike Bedanu in his press conference. Um, I watched it today. He wanted to talk about the game, didn't want to talk about the concussion. Says he just works there. I mean, at this stage, he is just riding the wave in Miami um, until he gets his quarterbacks. Vikings That's... looked really good last week against the Bears. You're saying good against the Bears like that. That should be an achievement. Uh, but they've got a good team. Miami and Vikings with a healthy tour would have been a primetime slam dunk matchup that everyone would have wanted to watch this year. But with this Miami team, with with whoever's there besides Tua, I don't trust them against anyone, to be honest. Not even the Bears, not even the Steelers, because they're a bit shaky right now. And Minnesota, with Justin Jefferson, had a huge first half last week. Finally, they're getting their playmaker involved. Dalvin Cook, he had a, he's had a sluggish start, but again, he's finding his feet now. I'm not quite sure. I think this offense might be up and down in terms of they're not a powerhouse, but they're a very good team. Yeah, and the key bit for the Vikings last week was getting Madison more involved. Um, that's surprising. Yeah, and it looks like that's going to continue, continue, similar to what the Steelers, I guess, are doing with Najee Harris. I, I think it made Dalvin more fresh for these key role, key downs, um, get that big play in him again. He got two touchdowns, of course. But Madison's a good running back, and that's what people shouldn't forget. They've got two good running backs, and it's the right thing to do. If you exclude fantasy, they need to be rotated. This is going to be a really good game, like you said. Without to it, this would have been must-watch. Out of the 1 p.m. games, I would probably add this over the Ravens-Giants. Now it's not, and it's affected our picks. I'm going uh, here with the Vikings. Yeah, with, with two, I maybe would have leaned Dolphins, but I have to go Vikings as well. And Simon has gone Vikings as well. Uh, let's talk about one more game before we go on to our weekly picks and, and go through each of the winners quickly. I want to talk about what we thought was the best division, but in terms of watchability, it's not been there. The AFC West on Monday Night Football, the Denver Broncos and the LA Chargers. Man, the Denver Broncos. I know I didn't believe in them, but now the world is listening to me. <laughs> Everyone has come to the realisation Russell Wilson is was the worst of the two quarterbacks in Seattle last year. He wasn't good last year. What's interesting is his play has deteriorated with his uh, rush yards. Each season, the, each of the last two seasons, his rushing yards have decreased. His play overall has decreased. This year, his rushing has gone down. His play is below what you'd even expect for Russell Wilson and even what I would have expected. Uh, uh, sometimes he does take a while to read uh, the play. I think he needs to start using his legs a bit more, and everyone's well, saying that right now. But that's, I think, partly a product of age that his rushing yards have come down. But what worries me is that he's missing the thing that made Russell Wilson Russell Wilson was the deep deep shots down the field, the bombs that just landed in receivers, the moon shots that that we were calling them calling them last season. They've not been there. He's missing these throws. The one to Judy last week sticks out, but he's missed Sutton as well uh, on a number of occasions. They've got deep play receivers, particularly Sutton, who last last year, the year before, he's got Metcalf there, who he had this connection with Lockett. 
I'm not saying that Sutton and Judy are Metcalf and Lockett, but it's not lacking for weapons. But anyway, enough of the Broncos. The Chargers themselves haven't had much to shout about. With with this talent on defense and offense, they're not clicking. And you can't blame Herbert for that one. That For me, that's the coaching staff not making the best of their talent. I do have some question marks regarding the receivers. They were really hyped up going into the year, but the, it's not panned out. And they, they should have a better record than than what they do at three and two. I don't think the I think the problem is Keenan Allen's hamstrings, really. Like this could be the fifth game is missed. Brian Robinson has got shot on his uh hamstring twice and is made about quicker than Keenan Allen's hamstrings. I Oof. mean this it's true, but it's kind of worrying as well for the Chargers because Keenan Allen is reaching that age, he's got a lot of wear, and it's shown that Mike Williams can't step up. Uh, Jalen Guyton, I mean, losing him was painful. And uh, it just shows how quickly depth in the NFL can change uh, considerably and how you can have a really good wide receiving trio to absolutely no one there. Uh, Austin Eckler's involvement has really led to their two wins and two po- over 30 points for the first time in the season against the Texans and against the Browns. And that's been the big factor, getting him involved, getting Joshua Kelly involved more in the run game um, I, I love it. I love how they're using him. I think they've finally found their mojo again. Then they know they've got to rely on Eckler, and that's what they're doing. You're not worried about an injury to him carrying the team on his back? You know, a, a back injury from all, all this, all this work. Well, just uh, by that time, Justin Herbert would have recovered um, from his ribs, and it, it, it's still a factor. Like it's easy to not forget. Doubt about it. Yeah, it's easy to forget that. Let's not d- <clears throat> discount all of that pain that is going through right now. It's still there. That injury is still there until it fully heals. It could take, still take a couple more weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it takes. I I am looking forward to this offense once Keenan Allen comes back because late in the season, the second half of the season, Keenan Allen, when the sleeves come on, when it's winter time, you know that's that's prime Keenan Allen. And they can't go afford to go three and three. Like divisional games are critical, especially in this division, because they're already playing catch up um, to the Chiefs. They can't let the Broncos with what's going on. The good teams will find a way to beat bad teams. This might not be the prettiest game of the week, but both teams will need will, are coming into Monday night needing this win. Shall we move on to our weekly picks then? Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. We've got to go Thursday in our football though, because we picked before the result. We're obviously recording on the Friday. Yeah, we, we sent our, our picks across via WhatsApp. So we made sure that we got our picks in for you guys. We all went with the Washington Commanders. I don't think any of us even considered the Bears. And we were all correct there. Yeah, but no, that was not a game worth watching. I can tell you that. So in our weekly picks so far in the year, what what's the record, Jim? All right. So the record, including the Washington result, I'm on 40. You're on 39. Simon's still way ahead after a phenomenal week five performance. He's on 46. So seven points spread now between you and him. Six points between me and Simon. It's all right. We'll we'll get that. We'll get there slowly this week. Uh, So the first game up here is San Francisco and Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going 49ers here. The Falcons are a good team. They're actually really fun to watch, but they don't use their key weapons. This is an Arthur Smith-style football team um which is good don't get me wrong but the 49ers look you know what they look like they could compete for that nfc championship game yeah um i'm with you 49 is there they're arguably the best team that no one's talking about yeah simon's also picked the 49ers 
Okay, uh, next game, New England and Cleveland. And I thought that all three of us were going Cleveland here uh, because I just don't trust the Patriots. They they trounced the Lions, surprisingly, shut them out. Uh, but I just can't get on board with New England. So I'm, yeah. I'm going with the Browns. I, I went with the Patriots because Bailey Zappi, I know you can sigh all you want. He looked better than Mac Jones has all season long. Um, he looks exactly like Mac Jones. Yeah, just better. He looks just like Mac Jones was, I was talking about bad looks. decisions. Yeah, oh yeah. They're, they're the same type of player. And this is Bill Belichick's likes these type of guys. He com- uh, he didn't have to throw for a lot of yardage against Lions. The big thing is Damien Harris's injury. It just means Ramondre Stevenson is coming off a 161 rushing yard game with 25 carries. He will still be that bell cow of the workload. I think that will come through against uh, a team that's like the Browns, really. The Browns. I think Patriots beat these type of teams and they'll do it again. But Simon's also gone with the Browns, though, like you. So I guess I am the lone wolf. Yeah. Uh, for the next one, Simon's all been all on the Jets the last two weeks and he's been right. But with the Jets going into Lambert, is anyone in their right mind, even if you're a Jets fan, are you picking the Jets? Thinking that the Giants went, came to London, beat the Packers. Can the Jets do that as well? If the Jets beat the Packers here, I will start looking them in a, in a different light. Um, because from being, you know... A three and the two. two. Yeah, but being the last two teams with quarterback injuries mid-game and quarterback changes mid-game is different. If it can be this Packers team, I will now say they're a good team. And, and I will completely try and uh, flip the switch how I think of them. But I'm going with the Packers because Rodgers coming off a loss he ain't going to want to get beaten by those Jets. Even if the Jets win, I still wouldn't give them that credit. I'm sorry, Jets fans. For me, it's the Packers. Easy. And it is for Simon as well. The Colts and the Jags. The AFC South matchup. Both teams on two wins. And this one, I think, is an underrated matchup. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Jaguars teams in terms of entertainment. Sometimes, as Sham, you know more than anyone, they sometimes... Make you want to pull your hair out, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I think you were going with this. But like against the Texans, they looked like the old Jaguars. And for some reason, they can't play the Texans. They're playing the Colts, who they've already played this season and absolutely annihilated. We know all that. They, they, when the Colts play the Jags in Jacksonville, Jags, easy money, pick them to win. When your wide receiver one was firing. Yeah, but this is Indianapolis, who are healthier. Shaq Leonard, though, is not going to play. His broken nose from last week, that looked like a bad broken nose. Nose was running with blood. Um, he won't play. He's out because of it. Um, I believe uh, Jonathan Taylor will. He didn't practice, I believe, the first Wednesday. He's practiced since. That is, he seems good. Naeem Hines seems good. They've got Alec Pierce who's looking good. Pittman's back. This Jacksonville team, I wouldn't be surprised if they win in Indianapolis because of their pass rush and Matt Ryan is the most sacked quarterback. It's and he is a stationary guy as the Jags players pretty much will point out to you. Um, but I've gone for the Colts because I think they don't, they, they don't get beat by Jacksonville at home. Not back in your boys. No, I'm not here. Simon, are you? Simon will be scoffing at you right now because he always goes with the Saints. I'm actually liking the Jags. Doug Pedersen came out saying that they need to find ways to give Christian Kirk 
the ball more. They've paid him a lot of money. The first couple of weeks, it definitely looked like, first two, three weeks, it looked like that was the right decision. Now it's just faded into the background. They're not finding ways to get him the ball. James Robinson, Travis Etienne, their efficiency has gone down as well. They've not been as effective. This whole offense has took a step back. And I think Doug Pedersen, he's creative and he needs to, you know, dip back in the into that bag of creativity again. But I think they, they, they can get the job done. Yeah, and Simon's with me, though. The Colts are winning. I'm hoping the Jags win. I don't care about the pick as much as the Jags winning. Sorry, fans. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm with my head, I'm going Colts. You need the you need the wins to I catch know, up. And I, need, I really do, but he's picking the same team as me. Uh, Cincinnati and New Orleans. So, no question where Simon's gone. He's picked his boys, the New Orleans Saints. I'm liking the Bengals here. Me too. I, they're not firing yet, but they played the Ravens close. That loss would have hurt them. They need a win right now. They've got the firepower. They've got the defense. I think the defense is a big one in this matchup because. They, the defense will have chances to capitalize. And I think the offense is, has enough firepower that they can get things moving in the right direction. Hey, if, if you're Bengals, you're saying just stop Taysom Hill of all people. Just don't let him run riot on you like he did last week. Just keep it close. Get the, ta- the talent is there for the Bengals. They'll produce well. T. Higgins, uh, you know, has had injury issues. It's, I'm not sure if he's playing, you know, but I believe, yeah. So T. Higgins was. Uh, Injury report. He, him and Jonah Williams were still sidelined. Um, I believe that was yesterday's news. But yeah, I've gone with the talent of the Bengals here and the quarterbacks. Uh, and really, the defense, the Saints defense needs to start showing up if they've got a chance, if they want to have a chance in this game. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. I, I don't think this, this game deserves any commentary. To be honest, the Pittsburgh Steelers got hammered by the Bills last week. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whatever you think of them, they're the much better team. Yeah, uh, we've all gone Tampa, but Kenny Pickett playing well. Like he, he's got a tough road, you know. Starting with the Bills, now with the uh, Bucks, it won't get easier. He's got a tough few fixtures coming up, uh, but we've all picked the Bucks. They've got to make the rookie earn it. Yeah, there are a couple of storylines that interest me in that one. To be honest, one is the Pickett Pickens connection. Can that keep going? It looks like it will. And I'm excited for that long term. But also Najee Harris, like as a mm. fantasy owner, Sham, you're worried about him. How how real is Jalen Warren? I think it's a real threat. Mike Tomlin said it. Mike Tomlin's a true believer in competition. Najee Harris... He's a, he's a fan of one, number one running backs, though. Yeah, he is. He likes his bell cows. But Najee Harris is disappointed even last year. I know he got the touchdowns, whatever. But if you look at his... The amount of times he just gets two yards, one yard, three yards, it's too often. He doesn't find the crease. He doesn't have that extra gear. He is a bulldozing type, but I just feel he's not bulldozing anyone. And for me, this concern predates even into last year slightly. He's young, hopefully can overcome these challenges. And the O-line we know isn't talented, but the, the threat's there. The threat's there, and I think it's a real threat. I, I really do think they'll try and lower his workload. Maybe a Davin Cook type split with Alexander Matson there. Uh, so Carolina and LA Rams. The Rams couldn't get the job done against Dallas. But the Panthers are in free fall. Maybe a coaching change will be what they need to revitalize themselves. I'm not sure that turnaround can happen that quickly. 
especially yeah. on, on a tough matchup in SoFi on the road. Yeah, I'm with you. Rams here. It's got to be the Rams. And the bounce back, I would believe it more if I, if I believe in the quarterback. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald for that matter. So I don't think there is a rebound in this Panthers team. Matt Rule created his own downfall. He had a lot of power. But not having a quarterback is the main reason that where they are where they are and he got fired. The ta- there is talent in that team. It's just until they got a quarterback, this team is not going to do well. And they're not going to bounce back against the Rams, in my opinion. I think the Rams need to win this game. Have they got PJ Walker playing as well this week? Yeah, probably PJ Walker. Maybe PJ Walker. I don't know. Does it make does a it difference? Matter? Does it really yeah. matter? We've all picked the Rams here. So moving swiftly to Denver and Chargers. We didn't pick a winner when we were discussing it. Shows that, shows that you know, Tay's our host usually. We're sorely missing him. Uh, but in this matchup, I'm liking the Chargers. The Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, the man himself, has let me down. I, I cannot believe in Russ cooking anymore. Oh, I mean, I'm going to keep this short. We've discussed this game, but it's got to be the Chargers. Yeah. Austin Eckler expecting another big game from him. And that is it. With teams on bye weeks, we've got a streamlined slate of games. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Ciao.